Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest podcast. This is on CT for GI bleeding. And what I'm going to speak about to you is a little bit of protocols, why I think arterial and venous phase imaging are ideal. If you look at some of the original articles, people suggested non-contrast and arterial. I think the way we do it is indeed better, and I'll go through it with you. CT angiography is a critical tool. With fast scanners, we're able to become the primary diagnostic test for looking at GI bleeding. This article by Steiner made the point that CT with multiplanar and 3D imaging like MIP is particularly valuable for detecting sites of contrast extravasation or small pseudoaneurysms. And being an interventional radiologist mentioned that it allows possible endovascular treatment options prior to angiography. It allows you to detect bleeding at a lower rate than DSA would require. And many people will say very clearly that if the CT is negative, you do a good quality CT, do not do angiography. It's not worthwhile. Another article just recently was published looking at CT for determining the optimal timing for colonoscopy in patients with GI bleeding. Urgent CT is useful for determining the optimal timing of colonoscopy. CT may be used to depict the presence and location of active hemorrhage and provide useful information for subsequent colonoscopy, especially in patients with diverticular bleeding. So what we do is we provide a roadmap. In this case, 104 patients with extravasation of these 104, the site of bleeding was identified in 71 during colonoscopy. The rate of detection of the bleeding source in colonoscopy was significantly higher in patients with extravasation on CT than those without, 68 versus 20. So what this article is making the point that CT is the way to go. If you see CT bleeding, colonoscopy is not always going to be positive, only in about two-thirds of cases. But if CT is negative, it probably isn't worthwhile doing colonoscopy to look for a site of bleeding. Again, CT becomes the key study in triaging our patients. Now, in terms of protocols, there are a number of different decisions. Oral contrast, use water or use nothing. IV contrast, we'll speak about in a moment. What phases do you do and how you look at the imaging? There's been a number of different articles published, so let me take you a little bit through time, a little time sequencing here. 2003, enhanced helical CT was useful for the detection of active lower GI bleeding. The procedure was brief, less invasive, and less demanding. Enhanced CT may be the first step for diagnosing lower GI bleeding. So again, this article very nicely made the point. That's GI bleeding, which is a very dangerous condition. We're using colonoscopy, angiography, nuclear medicine studies. Perhaps the best thing to do is CT. It's a fast study. And that was in the era of four slice getting to 16 slice. A couple years later, Yoon, talking about massive GI bleeding, arterial phase multi-detector CT is accurate for detection and localization of bleeding sites in patients with acute massive GI bleeding. And his numbers were indeed very impressive on his sensitivity, specificity, accuracy, and positive and negative predictive value level. Overall, patient-based accuracy of multi-detector row CT for detection of GI bleeding was 88.5%, 23 of 26. So again, the numbers look good. Now, in this article by Liang, they also were very positive about CT. But this article makes it very clear that you need to do non-contrast scans first. And the reason you did that, 
was that high attenuation material may be within the bowel. And if you didn't notice it from non-contrast CT, perhaps you would overread the site of a bleed. You know, we do many things with non-contrast. We do endovascular stents, looking for foreign matter or anything that may simulate a bleed. So perhaps if you don't do non-contrast scans, you're going to have a problem. And that's what Lang said. Therefore, high, attenua high attenuation material detected with the bowel lumen at CTA that was not present on unenhanced scans prior to CTA is diagnostic for hemorrhage. Now, that makes sense, but is that the best thing to do? Another article, Dobritz, um, looking at the sensitivity for detecting bleeding, and they found that arterial phase was good, sensitivity for venous phase was higher, and a combination of arterial and portal were simply the best phases possible. Now, this was a study in a pig model, but it did make the point very clearly that if you were going to do two phases, the thing that gave, gave you the best bang for the buck was doing arterial and portal and not doing arterial and non-contrast. And this article by Dobritz made the point that CT provides the highest sensitivity and specificity in detection of intestinal bleeding using arterial and portal venous acquisition in comparison to monophase protocols. So this was probably the first article that really made the point that doing arterial only is not going to be enough. Arterial and portal are the way to go. We published this article a few years back from Hopkins and Stanford talking about the importance of CT and looking at GI bleeding that is ideal for being able to triage in patients. Uh, we also comment that most investigators agree that it's useful to obtain a pre-contrast CT prior to giving IV contrast material to not make errors in diagnosis. But we in this article began to say that perhaps this is not ideal. Arterial and venous phase may be the way to go. Article by Kim comparing the respective capabilities of the different phases. Using 64-slice CT, the diagnostic performance was not different among the arterial, portal, and combined set for detection and localization of GI bleeding. Now, if you look at some of the numbers, uh, the numbers were pretty high in the mid-80%, but they found no difference. On the other hand, uh, they did show that the way to do things was to do arterial and venous and not to do arterial and delayed. Just some words about protocol. Protocol truly drives everything we do. When you think about the ideal protocol for a suspected GI bleed, you want to give 1,000 cc's of water over 15 minutes. You need to use IV contrast as mandatory, 100 to 120 cc's injected, 5 cc's per second with a 25 second the 30-second delay for arterial and about a 70-second venous phase delay. And then you need to look at the images ranging from multiplanar coronal and sagittal to real-time 3D VRT and MIP. Probably the coronal and the MIP may be the best. Now, you can see why I like venous phase imaging. This was initially read as negative. This is arterial phase imaging. If you look hard in the left colon, there's some high-density material. And you should have been concerned about this. Maybe you thought it was something foreign matter in the bowel. But as you go from the arterial phase to the venous phase, look how much more obvious that extravasation is. And here it is in coronal view. So one of the things we've been able to show is sometimes the bleed is best seen arterial and sometimes it's best seen venous. Sometimes it's equal. 
But what happens is, regardless of the bleed, it always changes between our arterial and venous phase imaging. Usually it gets more, occasionally it gets less. That's why you're not going to confuse things with foreign matter because this contrast enhancement is definitely changing. Another example, look how nicely you can see this patient's diverticular bleed in this patient with GI bleeding and abdominal pain. Very nicely showing you in coronal display and MIP imaging the site of bleeding. Very nicely seen. Very impressive to look at the MIP images there or in this set of images here. Very easy to see the site of bleeding. Now, in that case, of course, 60 seconds post-injection, the bleed was even more impressive. Now, there are many things with diverticular disease. Probably diverticulitis is the number one cause of bleeding in patients. Number one or number two, com you know, competing with angiodysplasia. Here's just a good example showing you that axials can show the bleed, though looking at the MIP imaging makes life a whole lot easier for everybody. It may be easier to appreciate. Also, it's not just the GI bleeding, we could see the cause. Here's a case of angiodysplasia of the right colon. Look at those prominent vessels. Look at the prominent iliocolic artery and vein draining to that region. Marty made several good points in a recent article. CTA performed in the emergency setting in patients with acute lower intestinal bleeding is feasible and correctly depicts the presence and location of active or recent hemorrhage, as well as the potential cause in the majority of cases. And statistically, CTA depicted or helped exclude active or recent bleed with an accuracy of 98%, 46 of 47 patients. Marty also makes the point Rather than restricting it, CTA, that is, to cases where colonoscopy fails initially, we propose CTA should be the first step, the first study in the diagnostic evaluation of patients with substantial GI bleed for confirmation of active or recent bleed and correct identification of the site and cause of bleeding. So CTA is, is the way to go. I'll go back to one of our initial slides. Arterial phase imaging is ideal for localizing GI bleeding. And indeed, that is the case. But I think what you want to do to get the best protocol at the lowest dose is do dual phase imaging, do arterial or venous. Look at those very carefully. Again, sometimes the bleed is best seen arterial, sometimes best in venous, but it's always changing. So in this era, we want to maintain the minimum radiation dose. We do need two phases, but don't, wake, don't make one of those phases uh, into a uh, non-contrast phase. So with that, I'll stop there, and hopefully I provided some useful information and some good pearls for you. Thanks very much.